you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. That's my purse! That's my purse! I don't know you! That's my purse! That's my purse! I don't know you! Purse! Now! That's my purse. Don't be afraid to shout it. That's my purse! Try it again. I know you though. You're back for the Texas State Boggle Champions podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> Welcome back to our episodic breakdown of the Mike Judge Greg Daniel series King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're we're moving on from the uh, pilot episode that you heard in the last episode, and we're going mm-hmm. on to a, a a touchy episode that actually, this episode was actually nominated for an Emmy uh, in nineteen ninety seven. Yes, and it's a it's a touchy subject, but it brings a lot of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> he said touchy subject. <laughs> he said penis. <laughs> um, this episode that we're going to do today, which we will get into in more detail in a second came out originally on January 19th, 1997 and it's called square peg square peg. I was in a high school. I was in my sophomore year when this came out 97. I was in middle school. What's called middle school. It's called junior high now. Yeah. Yeah. It's now middle school was called junior high. Yeah. And community college is now called, um, just college. They got rid of the community. Yeah. Yeah, I love community. Greendale, dude. I know. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. 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 <laughs> oh, that's um, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, from now on, I I want anytime I see a bald person, like when they when they redo the MCU and they get the the Professor X in there, I know like the spoilers I've seen already that I've heard Patrick Stewart's <laughs> voice coming back. He's Shut up, Leslie. But I want at least one multiverse version of this. That includes Jim Rash as Dean. Professor X. Yeah. 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 That would be a um that that should be Oh God. There was some kind of thing. Well, yeah, there was other things that Jim Rash was in, but I don't think X Men was one of them. But there was no. a there was a parody comic. Maybe that, that showed him in the wheelchair with the Professor X wheelchair. Or was oh, that, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Or was that just in the community group? That might have been. Oh no, that was me. I posted that. Like someone, I saw that and I was like, I was like, this is amazing. And I posted the picture of them. Yeah. Um, I would have changed a couple things with it though, because they didn't have Gambit first of all, which Jeff should have been Gambit, hundred percent. They yeah. put Jeff as Cyclops, but. Yeah. So if that's let's see, that's new with you. Also, what was it with the uh, Futurama? I don't think you get your part with Futurama now too. Because they, they got a, was it, Joe DiMaggio was a... Um, oh, yeah, a, I was going to, you know, do it for free, but, you know. Bite my shiny metal ass. But, nope. <laughs> DiMaggio had to come back and ruin it. I was going to, like, I literally would have just done it for scale. Bite yeah. my shiny metal ass. I know, I got used to hearing yours on the uh, Just Surprise Me podcast. Yeah. That I thought that's who that was. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, I do a couple voices uh, fa- fairly decent. Most of them have to be scratchy and kind of deep. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was something we covered before, and yeah. on, honestly, uh, I basically do Boomhauer and Hank. So any of the Mike Judge, your, your voices, Hank is really good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of practice, like riding in the. Well, talking about junior high, I rode the bus every day home, so I had plenty of practice. Yeah, I can also do a pretty good Bobby. 
Yeah, which is voiced by uh, a female, a Pamela female. Adlon, right? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. That's my purse. I don't know you. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> Can't yeah. tell the difference. Cannot tell the difference. You know, try to A B those. You know. Yeah. Except <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you have a compressor on yours. They do a lot of um, uh, when you listen to like their uh, in person interviews when they did yeah. the King of the Hill um, documentary. I, I heard their voices like you hear Mike Judge and he's got like a low redneck voice. Yeah, it's almost like Hank Hill ish, but it's not Hank Hill because that's like his natural speaking voice or whatever. Yep. But they add so much EQ to it that it's very bassy. It is. It, it yeah. is really. It's. I can't do it like it right. Um, I I can't do his speech voice, but all of his uh freaking out parts I, I used to yeah. practice all the time. He was in um, an episode of Silicon Valley on um, one of the later seasons too. Like he was a, a judge or something at like a hear a court hearing. Yeah, I think you know because appropriate because he's a judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although my favorite judge in the Mike uh, Judge project was um, Stefan Root in Idiocracy. Yeah, he was the judge. Which he funny. was the judge. Yeah. Yeah. He should have been. I, I would be the Mike Judge of that. Yeah, <laughs> and we all got right. this guy. Yeah, he's gonna fix all our problems. Yeah, he's gonna solve the dust bowl. He's gonna do it in one week. <laughs> Terry Crews, I love Terry <laughs> Crews. Yeah, and then uh, like because he was the radio DJ in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, know, it was a powerful ale. Like <laughs> Stephen Root, man. Like golly, he plays a lot of characters. Yeah, so he, many. he does. He's yeah. got versatility. Yeah. So Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Dotrieve, like, <laughs> Did I show you my birthday present the ladies in my office got me? I don't all, know if you can see all it. Oh, the wallet. Yeah. Yeah. It says, um, it's the wallet that says, bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> which, which did HR approve that? I, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I got it, so. Yeah. That's so now funny. If, if anyone ever is like, if we go to a restaurant... And like you know, it comes time to pay the bill. I'm gonna stick my wallet in a bag and then just lift it up and say, "Hey, reach in there and grab out the wallet, the one that says bad motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, so we got the guys in the alley kicking off with the intro music from the refreshments. Yeah. So this is the first episode where they just go straight into the yeah, intro. Yeah. There's no cold open. There's no cold open, and um, you, you wish you had the cold open sometimes. And this is just one of the episodes where like. You know, the next one, they just get right down to business. Yeah. And they're talking about the business. Oh, yeah. The business of getting down. Yeah, the getting down to business. Get so, down to business. To business. The so business after, of getting down. You ever listen to Ozma? No. <laughs> oh, I love that band. They're like, they're, they basically had won an award for the best Weezer album of the year. Like, it's like the same type of music as Weezer. Yeah. But Weezer had an album that came out that year also. Yeah, uh, I love that band. They're they're amazing. If you get a chance, check out their albums: Rock and Roll Number Three, The Double Donkey Disc, and Spending Time on the Borderline. <laughs> that alliteration! Oh my god! So yeah, uh, yeah. all right. So <clears throat> as soon as you get the trash bag with you know the Mike Judge and Greg Daniels and the King of the Hill uh, ending of the intro, you get a foreshadowing, and it's a trophy of the Substitute Teacher of the Year, nineteen ninety six. Oh yeah. Was it ninety six or ninety seven? Ninety six. 
Okay. Yeah, because yeah, believe me, later on in the episode, they'll talk about how they yeah, were hoping it was 97. the episode came out in 97, so. Yeah, so she's previously coming off of that high, her club, her climactic year of being substitute teacher of the year, Peggy Hill. So getting that character development, Peggy's noticing there's some grunting and stuff going on in the living room. And who is it? Hank with his little back problems again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so he needs one of those, you know, winking a nod. It's a massage. So uh, Peggy's, Peggy's kind of giving him just the rub down. And it's the most modest way that I would say a, a Texan couple could do without. Um, this is before OnlyFans. Way before. So it starts with the rubbing, apparently. <laughs> Just rubbing the shoulders. And guess who comes in the door? Little Bobby Hill. <laughs> Hank's got his shirt off. Frantically throws his shirt back on. He's like, Oh, he's oh. on. Yeah, he's like, Not front of the B O Y. Like, he has to whisper B O Y. Like, Bobby doesn't know how to spell boy. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Which is funny. It, and Bobby's trying to give him this permission slip. Uh, Peggy and Hank grabbing their glasses. You know, the little teeter thing they do with the glasses when they're trying to read. I, I, I don't wear glasses. I have 2010 of both eyes, which I think is an unfair advantage. So, Yeah, you're lucky because I have like five, five. I don't even know what it is. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Giant like aviator glasses. I can't see anything. Yeah. I've seen our friend Andrew Walsh push the, a glass case of his glasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me and him have the same thing because I have the glasses in every color also. Yeah. Which, you know, every time I've seen him, I don't think he's wearing the same color, but it's yeah. funny. I was like, oh, glass is inside with a glass? Like, <laughs> yeah. glass is? <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. I typically so, wear the black ones, but I, I yeah. do have a white pair I wear a lot and an orange pair. Um, do, do you do the thing? That's that's kind of one of, you know, I'm, I'm motioning up and down with the glasses. Like, you can't focus or something or adjustment? Or is that is that because of the bridge of your nose? Like, why do they do that? It's because they keep falling down, and you have to push them back. You're like, get back up there. Yeah. So they're trying. They're trying to do this to read this permission slip, and I, I, I couldn't yeah. connect with this. Like, why do they always do that? And that's why I'm. Oh, but his might be spot. bifocals, like our reading glasses. If you do have reading glasses, they're not the same as regular glasses, like prescription glasses. Yeah. Reading so, glasses hey. are the ones you buy at like a Walgreens or a CVS or something, and oh, they yeah. they come in different like different focus ranges, but they're like they're not exact, so you have to like. Get them perfectly focused with your eyes. Oh, yeah. So it's like a picture within a picture. Yeah. So if you don't have to wear glasses all the time, you'd only wear, you'd only use them for that purpose. Yeah. So, of course, Bobby's handing him this permission slip, and they're reading it out loud. And it's the most mortifying thing that Hank ever had to read. And what is, <laughs> what is Hank having to read here? Oh, uh, well, it's a permission slip in order for Bobby to attend sexual education at his school. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and Peggy Peggy's uh, trying to chime in on this. You know, they they're getting very advanced because it's being pushed from uh, God only knows where, Washington yeah. D.C. So they kind of do this New York City, you know, because they're from yeah. Texas or whatever. <laughs> but it's like from Washington D.C. We haven't heard a Dale's take on this yet. Yeah, but, no. uh, <laughs> but, but Hank it, Hank believes that uh, that should be taught at home. The birds and the bees should be taught at home, not not by some Washington <laughs> bureaucrat. Yeah, and Peggy's reminiscing of how her mom gave her just a book that's full of flowers. Flowers, yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? Uh, and, um, so, Bob, is this, is this something like, um, uh, he's not even old enough to be having it. Why does he need to learn about it? 
Yeah. So like, uh, or he uh, can't. I don't know why they want to teach him when he can't do nothing about it. He really cannot do nothing about it. The boy's yeah. what playing eleven, twelve year old. He's a preteen, so you know, yeah. he's working on on those things. I, I think Hank even like insults his like body, like body shapes, and he's like, yeah. you know, he, he's not old enough. And I mean, just look at him. <laughs> yeah, just look at him. So immediately he tears it up. You know, Hank Hill, the short temper. You know, we ain't having this. Tears it up, throws it in a trash can. Bobby exits. Uh, immediately, he has this little short discussion with, you know, the peg. Peg has to have the talking to because that's the boy. And, you know, Hank, he can't do the touchy-feely yeah, subjects, nah. you know, at all. He's too modest. He doesn't even want Luann's underwear in the same dryer as his clothes. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's tired of the accidental walk-ins and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So, you know, not in front of the boy, you know, kind of not thing. In front of the B.O.Y. The B.O.Y., yeah. So, uh, of course, Peggy, Peggy has to isolate Bobby. Bobby's in his room just watching something that sounds like Barney. It's almost like a direct ripoff or something. Yeah. And I don't want to repeat it because it brings back childhood memories for me. I love you, <laughs> you it's, love me. Is that, that song? It's not that song, but it's done in the rhyme, the nursery rhyme of... Um, uh, what is the nursery rhyme? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't know, but I, I've, I made yeah, up I other. Really, I've made up other nursery rhymes because the kids on the bus did this thing. You know, it's like I love you, you shoot me, or something like that. Yeah, you, you ever doing stupid stuff like that on the bus? But yeah, you hear that in the background, and of course, Bobby's like glued to the TV because like yeah. that. That was the thing, and I, honestly, I think Barney was only around maybe since 1996, and it was a. It was a fandomonium thing where everything was about Barney. This is before Tickle Me Elmo. Oh yeah, my sisters were big Barney fans. Yeah, I was I was getting into Power Rangers about that time. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, Barney, that sucks. That's for babies. Yeah, you know, it's stupid. And then you see like five straight episodes of the Green Ranger giving the Power Rangers the business. <laughs> oh, I missed the Power Rangers. That was sw- a good show. I swear, Tommy was more powerful than Thanos at that point. <laughs> You know what the flu? Someone just posted a meme about that. Yeah, like, I did. I did. No, that was you. That was me posted that me because I was like, I remember that because it was frightening as a kid. Like you're like, oh my god, he's, they're getting handed to him by a Power Ranger, and we didn't know at the time he would like join forces with them. But at the same time, this is this is kind of giving you a timeline of when this was taking place, and they're talking about Peggy's uh, squareness. So Peggy's going in there haphazardly. Yeah, trying to stutter through what her mom gave her it was a book full of flowers, basically. And now I don't bo- know if this is gonna work or not, but I no. think I might have pulled that audio for you. Oh really? Yeah. Let's, see if, let's, see let's, if let's, let's try your new road. I want to see roadcaster. This yeah. Bobby. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> did it come through though? It did. It was yeah. terrible. I hated that. I was like, you want to be my friend? (laughs) Yeah. Now I can't get it out of my head. It was definitely a ripoff of the I Love You song. Yeah. But I mean, she's like going in there haphazardly trying to tell him about the business. And she cannot talk about a certain part. Yeah. So you want to finish the rest of that clip just real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's run A little short talking to with Bobby here. Um, what do you know about sexual relations? I don't know. Nothing much. I'm a little worried about being a slut. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, Bobby, your father and I decided that as your parents, 
that you and I should have a little talk on the subject. You have noticed, I am sure, that mm. there are some pretty big differences between boys and girls. Big differences? I'm sure you know that. I mean, physically, boys are, well, they're different. Something <laughs> they sticks have out here, something Peggy. that girls do not have. Yeah. You know. You know. Thing. You mean a penis? <laughs> That's my purse! I don't know you! Oh my god, dude. It's so good. She cannot say it for the life of her. No. She's too modest. Modest Peggy. That's why she's a square peg. Yep. Yeah, so she's really trying to give them the, the, the birds and the bees. She goes on about that flower book and all that. Bobby doesn't get it. He's more worried about being a slut because that's what the you know, that's what the kids are saying yeah. nowadays kind of thing. So <clears throat> and I don't know if you see this as foreshadowing, but the next scene you see dang old Boomhauer talking about cutting down a branch. Yeah. And Hank's giving him the spiel about the permission slip. And the permission oh, yeah. slip, of course, comes from Washington, D.C. Yeah, Dale's got the cigarette in the air. Yeah. Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, it's always some kind of conspiracy about how, you know, they're trying to do this government plot. and I'm not letting Joseph take that class. Yeah, and Joseph's not taking that class. And while they're having this little dissertation, all you hear in the background is Boomhauer, you know, like, they, they, they're going to watch out, man, it isn't. And a tree branch just falls before he <laughs> says, watch out. And it's just, like, too late. And every time he chimes in, like, something like that, we'll talk about it in another episode, but it's always, like, way too late when he chimes in. Yep, you here know. you go. Maybe you should let Boomhauer teach him what he knows. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, he'd tell him about them dang old condom dispenser with them, he'd put a little, little 50 cents in there and he'd try to hit that corner, turn his bang on that thing, and it's talking about her needs. God, no, that's all right. I guess I'll do it. My daddy told me the facts of life when I was Bobby's age, and I turned oh, out okay. Here's Cotton. <laughs> So, so what? Can you want to describe this, this scene of what's about to happen here? This is a dang good show, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton, Cotton is such a Texas redneck, you yep. know, dude. Fault and you know, <laughs> took Hank, young a young Hank to the, uh, the the farm and watched two cows getting on, or I guess a, a bull and a cow get it on. Oh my God! And Hank, Hank as a little boy was already much taller than Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Cotton sitting on the fence. (laughs) He's swinging his feet on this fence. (laughs) Talking about he's going to learn them, and this is a dang good show about, you know, two cows. And it almost sees where you see the cow mount the other cow, and it quickly cuts away. Like, the editing on that was just, to me, was like how they drew that sequence. So, (laughs) Hank decides to take Bobby to the dairy conglomerate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is a dang good show, boy. So, uh, <clears throat> and as on the way, there's two very distinct restaurants, which I'm surprised. Yep. If that oh, was a what plug. A <laughs> oh, what a burger! Oh, yeah. what a burger! Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. I actually have a meme somewhere stored on my phone with "what a burger." Uh, That's one of my. That, I mean, I feel bad for people who don't know what what a burger is or haven't had what a burger. It's Dude, amazing. What a burger is like greater than Wendy's. It's greater than all of them. It's the best yeah. place. Also, yeah. they they actually cook every order right when you order it. Like, it yeah. isn't 
like so it takes a little longer to get your food but it's so much worse and the fries they take the best of every restaurant and impugned yeah. it into Whataburger so Jack in a Box does the made to order but it's Jack in a Box yeah yeah and then Wendy's has like the you know the the, the square patty which is all beef it's so because they don't cut corners they don't cut corners but Whataburger has like top they're just, beef they're massive yeah too. they're, they're like massive huge. top beef um, yes, and they, it, they make their own ketchup, and it's um, it's so good. And even the spicy ketchup. Yeah, and it's just uh, all the soft drinks. You know how like oh. there's different flavors of Coke. Like you yeah. have like your McDonald's Coke and all that. Their their soft drinks are like next the, level. The perfect ratio. And I had it last time I was there. They had a Dr Pepper milkshake. Oh yes, so that, good, so good. And then what's next to the Water Burger? That would be a um, Dairy Queen. It is a Dairy Queen. And Dairy Queen has the blizzard. You know, they test upside down to make sure, you know. So two very good quality restaurants, you know. I don't know if that was the free advertisement or if they were really trying to put it on Fox. Like, hey, we can, you know, throw like a Pepsi logo like in the middle of the show and nobody would know it. So it's all those subliminal messages you don't really see. But this is one time, and this is actually in the second episode, you see brand labeling. But, and I mean, those are also Texas brands. Yeah, those so, are Texas-based brands. Yeah. So, heading to the, the milk farm. Um, Hank's really trying to uh, show Bobby the, the birds and the bees here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they're getting a factory tour. This is not like a, No, it's not like know, a out farm. The farm. Yeah, it is a farm. But, but it's it, not like the farm Hank went to. No, it's definitely not the cow pasture that yeah. that he went to. This is a uh, not a greenhouse, but a, like kind of a warehouse where all the heifers are standing. You know. Yep. And so, what is the name of this machine? The ha- the Matchmaker Five Hundred or something? Yeah, I believe it's the Matchmaker Five Hundred. Yeah. So, like <laughs> the machine, the machine looks like a gas pump. I'm trying to describe it. Um, and Clinically. It's just, it, it, it's it's hilarious because and, it, and it's connected to a um, a canister that says Bull Plus. <laughs> this is before Red Bull. <laughs> so it gives you wings. Yeah, and I'm trying to say this in a polite way because I'm I'm part Hank Hill and I'm too modest. But uh, it shows the heifer kind of getting the machine, and yeah. the heifer's like, Bleh! like, whoo, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Uh, oh and then my you, god you immediately cut to hank and peggy trying to reassemble the permission slip they tore up yeah so that was a bad idea so this botch job of trying to teach him what cotton have taught hank in the beginning was uh um you can't just do it by the factory so you know lessons learned there so hank's like oh man where's the other half of the permission slip and they're trying to i'll, I'll play it for you real quick this is yeah Oh. You got the clip? Guess it would help if I turn the volume up. Oh Where's the other half of that dang permission slip? I'm sure they will do a good job at school. The health teacher is a trained professional. Uh-huh. Keep digging. <laughs> uh, keep oh, digging. The, the heifer noises right into that, because, like, yeah. <laughs> it's immediately, Ooh. like... Bad decision, bad decision. Oh my god, let's fix this. <laughs> yeah, and then next, Hank's out in his yard with the tree saw, just cutting every branch off the whole tree. Yeah, which I think the pruning, not to show the manscaping, but they were landscaping. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, we'll cut to it when he's finished landscaping. So and, uh, uh, Dale comes up to him and says uh, something like, um, uh, "What is it like? You have like an Oedipus thing or something?" Yeah. And he's just he, he's frantically cutting or away. Sigmund at, Freud. Is, yeah, yeah. And it's a psychological factor to it yeah. that you know he just couldn't do it. And he's like, "That's fine. I'll take care of this." So, you know, he puts out the whole cigarette kind of thing. Starts cutting the bottom. Yeah. So it shows the cutscene that Peggy's getting this uh, emergency phone call from the principal yep. and spilling the beans to Hank here about how some right wing lib uh you know, like dudes like threatened uh, the actual teacher for sex ed. Yeah. At that time, saying that, you know... I don't... You don't know me, but I know you. Yeah. (laughs) It goes through that whole spiel with this fake uh, accent and all this stuff to sound like a mean voice. Yeah. And basically just tells her, you know, that it's basically a death threat. So the lady immediately quits. And Hank's like, oh, that's good. You know, that's good. And Peggy's like, well, there's one thing that kind of came up. They had to find a replacement pretty quickly. Yeah. The teacher of the year? Yeah, and they had to call in the substitute teacher of the year, and he was like, "What for? From nineteen ninety seven?" And she's like, "No, from nineteen ninety six." So you have the you know, kind of, yeah, kind of moment from uh, Hank as well. And then we go to commercial there. It, yeah, it's a commercial there. And we come back, and she's reading a book. The book is full of the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, she must have dug through the closet to find this guy. It's called the. Wonder of sexual expression. Yeah, and I think there was so many ways that it could be done. I think there was eleven ways or twelve ways, and then yeah. Lance speaks and then up. Lance, of course, chimes in. And he's like, "No, there's like eighteen ways of arousal now." And she's yeah. like, "Oh my!" It's like because she's so modest. But um, uh, Peggy with her glory biscuit haircut just couldn't couldn't fathom <laughs> what the yeah couldn't. It's a glory biscuit. That's what they call it. That's so, hilarious. <clears throat> cannot fathom what the 18 are. So, of course, she's in immediate shock. You know, well, I guess I'll have to learn kind of thing. And, you know, because she's a substitute teacher and she's a upstanding citizen. She has to do the very best of her job. So, of course, Louie-Ann's trying to give her this whole speech. Oh, it's not that bad. They talk about it in community college and her beauty school and all this stuff. But then Peggy's yeah. like, well, that's not what my mom told me. And basically, her mom just did not tell her anything. No, she but, gave her a book and walked away. And it's a bunch of flowers. Yeah, so it shows a very 1960s uh, peg and a preteen was saying, okay, what about the birds and the bees? And she's just politely, <clears throat> you know, and just hands her yeah. a book kind of thing. So, and she looks through it and she's like, not really figuring out like what any of that means. And she still doesn't get it. That's why <laughs> she, she's a square peg. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so, who comes through the kitchen over here in this uh, trash talk? <laughs> of course. And, Hank Hill. Hank Hill. And I think the only word that Lou Ann said was like vagina. And he was like, what are you doing cussing? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> vagina. Vagina. He's like, don't you be talking that trailer trash in my house. And, and he then, picks up the book. He picks up the book and, and just basically is like mortified of what's going on yeah Yeah, so then the next thing is you see uh some some uh horseplay with bobby and joseph yeah he's like giving away his action figures because uh yeah because he's gonna be a uh a sex idol (laughs) 
I won't need them anymore what with all the sex I'm going to be having. Yeah, he has no idea what the sex he who will be having him, but he doesn't need any of the new kids of the block or whatever these are. I can't. Yeah. Oh, no, it was friends, and you hate it friends. It was, yeah. Can, yeah. Do you, should it, I get your Joey or your Chandler? Yeah, and you really hate friends, which is hilarious, but you don't hear It's a hear terrible the, show. Uh, you think that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the anti, it's, it's the opposite of the best show ever made, so it's hard. I don't think it's the opposite, though. Yeah, Rob McElhenney even said in an interview with Stephen Colbert, I think he was doing an interview with him, he said, when I created Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I was watching an episode of Friends, and I decided to make this show the exact opposite. He's like, when the theme song comes on that says, I'll be there for you, he's like, I wanted the show song to be, I'll never be there for you. Like, that's the whole, that's how Always Sunny came to be. That didn't even make sense, because it didn't even seem like the opposite. Oh yeah, it's the world's most terrible people. Like the original pilot they made. Oh, it was this uh, is before Charlie Day, though, right? Yeah, this is just Mac and Dennis were in it. Yeah, and um, Mac comes over to Dennis to tell him he's he's like, I came over to borrow this basketball, but like when he's there trying to borrow the basketball, he's trying to tell him he has cancer, and yeah. Dennis is doing every single thing he can to not have to listen to Mac say he has cancer. Yeah, and they always went to the coffee shop. They were at the bar. Yeah, yeah, uh, it kind of makes sense a little bit now, but I don't see it as a direct derivative of being the opposite. Now I can oh. see how I met your mother was somewhat interlaced with it, but but I mean, it just just in the whole like concept of like instead of people being there to like for their friends to help and support them, they oh they constantly each tear other. each other down. Yeah, but they actually grow like an amazing family together. Yeah, I mean they 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 only come together when somebody from the outside comes against them. But other times... Yeah, because they're the old poor. Yeah. Yeah. We're old poor. We're old they're poor. New poor. The, they're the new poor. We're the old poor. Like, it doesn't yeah. bother them, you know, kind of thing. But that's funny, because, like, they actually have that camaraderie. Guess what Friends is named? Friends, and they have a camaraderie. So, like, that's how it's not direct opposite. Yeah, but one me. doesn't have a laugh track. Yeah, the laugh track does kind of give it away. But that's that's a 90s thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Can I give you a, an egg in these trying times? And uh, talk about how uh, Bobby's going to be get, getting all this sex he'd be having because he has no idea what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts back to where the boys are in the alley and Hank's just really giving it to this tree. Yeah. <laughs> I think he cut too much of it off. What does the tree look like when he's actually cleared every branch on that tree? It looks like a, a stubby penis. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. There's so yeah. much foreshadowing in this in this. Um, and uh bill and and then hank like immediately starts to cut it down from the bottom yeah and actually cuts it from the bottom but you know like bill has to go on this whole spill how his his wife left him and all this stuff so yeah bill's such a sad character such a sad character but then you know bobby's got his little peewee league you know going on again and talk of the town is that there's this new sex ed teacher you know, because you got all these Beckys that had to gossip and yep. all this stuff. And guess who happens to be there, Peg? Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and just then, as she's about to, like, chime in with that, she's the one doing it, they all start talking shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. And then, of course, in the dugout is the chatter because, you know, Bobby's a sex idol by now or whatever. <laughs> we meet Stuart Dooley. <laughs> hey, Bobby, your mom's going to teach sex ed. Yeah. I know. We're going to get to see her boobs. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He sounds just like Butthead, by the way. Yeah, he does sound like Butthead, and I don't know if there's always like some kind of character in cartoons where it's just like this blunt, um, yeah, 
uh, golly, the ha ha, you know, kind of stuff yeah. where <laughs> it's always the bully kind of thing. Yeah, except for he doesn't seem like a bully because he's kind of dopey and has like, he's like a ginger. Yeah, he's like a nicer bully, I would yeah. say. But you know, they're 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 just trying to have a family moment of you know the whole ball game and everything like that, and Bobby's trying to do his best again. But you know, Hank and his nary urethras out there trying to trying to do yeah. his best too. Yeah, and then the next the next scene comes up, and I got to just play this part because this is just there's I so much this. going on. There's so much going on. All right, so we get a phone ringing. Mm-hmm. Hello. You don't know who I am, but I know where you live, and if you teach that sex ed class, so help me. Out. Dale, is that you? Oh, Hank, uh, can I speak with Peggy? Uh, Peggy, it's for you. It's Dale. It's Dale. Yellow Dale. You don't know who I am, but I know where you live. <laughs> so good. There's so much that happens right there. It just shows the hilarity that Dale's Dale's either a master class like troll. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes with it anyways. <laughs> you don't know who I am, but I know where you live. Johnny Hardwick, man. Like, it <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, hey, Dale. <laughs> Hey Dale. Oh, can you put Peggy on? <laughs> Peggy, Peggy, because hey Dale, <laughs> so great. Yeah. He powers through like he doesn't like realize. Oh shit, I've been busted. He just like goes, keeps going. It's yeah, like, he. That's what I say. He's like master class troll. He's just gonna go with it anyways. Yeah. But um, you know, Peggy, Peggy's not thwarted by this at all. She has yeah. to be an utmost professional. But there's stuff in that book that she has to teach that they don't talk about as a married couple. Yeah, she you tries. Know. She tries uh, putting lotion on or something, and Hank's like, "Oh uh, no!" And then like he like goes to his side of the bed. Yeah, and you know, reading through the program, and basically he's uh, testing her vocabulary because yeah, there's certain words in there that she can't say. Oh yeah. So what what's happening there, Joe? She she's trying to say the word pe. Oh, this is where uh, Hank's actually cutting the tree limbs off. Also, I um. I got confused here, but um, let me see if I can find the beginning of this scene. Yeah, because um, this cause is the, this is working the climax of the episode, literally. Yeah. All right, so here we go. <laughs> She's reading the book, looking at her her trophy for substitute teacher of the year. It's like a Rocky theme. <laughs> yeah, it's like a montage too. It's, it's interspliced with her reading her book and setting and Hank cutting the tree. <sighs> Well, what do you think? Mm-hmm, nice and clean, but I think old Sigmund Freud might have a thing or two to say about it. <laughs> what? Oh, no! Happiness. 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 Penis. I did it. <laughs> she did it. Ovaries. Uvula, uterus, vagina. Hank <laughs> spitting out the beer. That's epic. Vagina. <laughs> so she's trying to become a master class teacher. Yeah. And has to get through her text vocabulary. <laughs> and Hank, I don't know why you have to say that out loud for all the neighbors to hear. Yeah, so he wasn't having it after, you know, making a party foul. Yeah. (laughs) 
frantically runs in the house and basically just kind of gives her the business that you can't be just yelling at stuff because everybody and God could hear it and everything. Yeah. And then um, he decides that she's not going to teach Bobby sex education after all. Yeah, that she's she's throwing in the towel. She's had enough. You know, the, too much too much pressure for a substitute teacher, even for the substitute teacher of the year. 1996. Yeah, for 1996. <laughs> so, <clears throat> But she has to go through with it because it's it's her job and being the best teacher yep. for a substitute teacher has to walk in with a straight face and she has a bag full of no-nos and one oh, yeah. goes off vibrating as she's walking into the middle school and i i lost it because <laughs> i was i was working out watching this and i'll i'll, I'll i'm like like just running on a treadmill and all i hear is burnt she's like oh my god <laughs> And I'm like, it's so, it's so this, funny. I'm like, this is a kid's TV show. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bobby goes to work with Hank at yeah. Strickland Propane, which we get introduced to for the first time. Yeah, and you know, this is a, 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 a kind of a job shadowing experience because he can't be in sex ed, so that means he can't attend school. So he has to watch the BOY, you know. And, yeah. And uh, there's a there's a. There's this whole spiel how he, Hey Dad, what do you think mom's talking to the boys about right now? Yeah, he's trying to get his independence of you know, why he has to sit there and spin in an office chair all day. Yeah, and he's looking at a uh, calendar with a naked chick riding a propane tank. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the the irony of this is that, you know, Hank Hank's modest but, you know, his his yeah. calendar not so modest. But he's at work, so apparently that's that's allowed in the workplace too, which is kind of yeah. But that's uh, you know we'll, we'll meet him eventually. But Buzz Strickland was kind of <laughs> Buck Strickland, also played yeah. by Stephen Root, was a bit kind of, of a, a womanizer. He was a womanizer, straight up perv in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> he was always uh, after the young ones. That seemed yep. like yeah. So, but I don't think he was even in this episode. It's just nah. Hank, Hank being the supervisor role that he's in. Has to both. I would think the calendar would have been Buck's idea. Yeah, I would think the calendar would be Buck's idea. But that was also acceptable in his workplace, which yeah. is probably not acceptable in today's terms. Nah. So some of these themes are a bit dated. But this show doesn't show too much data. This did go up for Emmy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Peggy's scene comes back to what she's actually will be talking about with the boys, with the bag full of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... <clears throat> Peggy is fumbling through this, you know, like it's taking her every bit of five minutes to on a chalkboard write out the word Peggy Hill. Yeah. And explain it, who she is. Here you go, I'll give you a little taste. It, yeah. <laughs> Bag full of stuff. Good morning, class. Today we're gonna discuss the subject of human relations. Otherwise known as Human Relations. Human relations. I am your substitute teacher. My name is Peggy Hill. Okie dokie. Any questions so far? Awkward. <laughs> so yeah, it's really awkward. And then Bobby, of course, asks again, Dad, what do you think Mom's talking about right now? And guess what? You know that first talk that Peggy tried to have with him? Hank realized that he had to try to spill the beans. And Hank just don't have he don't have it in him. 
He's yeah. like, you know what? The school's going to have to do this. So yeah. he literally takes his boy by the arm and marches him down. Well, it's before that, though, he has yeah. this like heartfelt moment where he realizes, like, you know how difficult this must be for her? And she's just there trying to do her job and be good at her job. And, like, I think that's the part that resonated with him is, like, she's doing her job because he's all about doing a good job at his job. Yeah. And I think it's a career respect. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't know if that tied into the Emmy part of it, but I I seen this as a kind of a dad moment. Is like that's kind of not my job right now. Yeah, <laughs> so he's still delegating this thing to his wife. <laughs> yeah, but at least he had a change of heart about it. I think yeah. I got the clip right here of what, what he says to Bobby about it too. Yeah, Bobby, look, just because your mom's been using those words doesn't mean she's bad. She's just trying to do her job, give the kids the proper names for things. Imagine how hard that is for your mother, trying to teach a room full of snickering fifth graders the difference between a boy and a girl's, uh, you know, hookups. <laughs> Trailer hookups? That woman's got a lot of guts, I'll tell you what. That's Mrs. Peggy Hill. She's still trying to explain You can call me Mrs. Hill. You can call me Peggy. Or Peggy Hill. She's still in the formals of, like, okay. the introduction. Come on, Peggy Hill. You can do this. <laughs> you can do this. <clears throat> okay. Today's subject. Just have a seat. I'm sure your teacher can tell you everything you need to know. Hank to the rescue. She was uh, substitute teacher of the year, 1996, I understand. <laughs> All right, Clay. Yep. And then, uh... She's right into it at that point. Yeah, she she feels the support from her, her her husband. Yeah, so Hank's literally delegating it again. But um, that after that moment of discovery and understanding, and we know that Bobby's getting the lesson of his life. Cuts to commercial. We get that cold cut outro, and it's just well, the before that even. Oh wait a minute! What's going on here? She she uh she goes all right let's get down to it and then the entire class leaves except for Bobby like Bobby's the only one who got oh, the permission this is, slip signed yeah this was the permission slip part so that yeah. was the callback of the permission slip so the permission slip was originally torn they found it put it back together pieced it together and signed it and Peggy has to say okay by legal documented yep. Texas state or whatever I guess we have DHEC here I don't know if that's what that is but. I guess they have to legislate that to make sure that everybody's parents could sign for it. <laughs> yeah. The only so, parents. So basically she tells him, if you didn't get your permission slip sign, you can go to the library and have study time and the entire class leaves except for Bobby. Yeah. So and that, she proceeds to teach Bobby sex ed. Yeah. So she ends up still teaching him sex ed. So basically her entire role. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was the teacher son about sex ed. That's funny. Yeah. Then we go back to the, uh, the commercial break in the house. Uh, where her and Hank are getting a little frisky. Yeah, so uh, Peggy's like, whew, that was like a rough day kind of thing. And uh, Peggy's like, so where's the where's the kids? Where's Bobby and Luann? And he's like, well, I sent them to see a double feature at the movies. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but a double feature, like most movies in the 90s were what, an hour, 30 minutes, 90 yep. minutes tops? I mean, the longest movie that was even out. I don't even think Titanic was out in 1997 yet when this was out or whatever but i may or may not have had a conversation very similar to this on the jaws episode and i said this doesn't need to be a two-hour movie 
And then, yes. then, and then everyone jumped oh, me. God. No movies are 80 to 90 minutes. I said, literally every movie is 80 to 90 minutes. Every movie. Even the cheesy 80s movies that you don't yeah. remember. You know, like I'm like, Bat- we didn't need two hours for them to realize that a shark's eating people and they go to kill it. Because they couldn't lose their tourism revenue or something? Yeah, it was... I'm like... I realized when I watched that movie that how stupid of a movie that is. You, you, were, you were literally laying the law for the plot. Yeah. I was like, first of all, the Coast Guard would be dealing with this, not but like this the is, small town sheriff. This was number 36 of all the <laughs> movies ever for, like, film. For the film industry. Yeah. Like, you know... I'm, like, sitting here and everyone's always like, you know, they did good for what they did. The shark looked fake, but they did, I'm like... So literally, the thing everyone talks about how great this movie is is the special effects and like the, the whole the thing foam was the shark. Special, the, the special effects were terrible. <laughs> Dude, you really gave him the business on that episode, guys. You have to go watch the Masters yeah. uh, Cinematic Universe episode about Jaws. Joe just rips it apart. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like ripped that movie a new shark hole. But but out of respect, it wasn't it wasn't the Fonz jumping the uh, shark. It really wasn't, but. I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe hated it as far as a plot. So what we're getting to is the actual, you know, moral of the story here that, yep. you know, the birds and bees have to happen. So Hank's um, back problems. Yeah, you know, he goes started to get Peggy. <clears throat> yep. So sent the kids off to the double feature. They have plenty of time to uh, dance around in the living room. And what do you know? Hank remembers that Peggy likes to be dipped because, of, you know, good old Randy Travis, you know. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know if that aged well or not, but <laughs> Randy Travis is like, you know, singing his little heart out and they're, yep. they're having a sweetheart moment. And He's digging up bones and yeah. <laughs> digging up bones. Yeah. Nice Texas twang here. So dancing in the living room, dips Peggy. Guess who's back goes out. Yep. So uh, cuts, cuts the entire episode. Well, while we're down here. <laughs> yeah. And then we get this. Time to three o'clock. See ya. Oh. You gotta rewind that back. Hold on, no, no. I do it on purpose. We have our outro here. And at the end of the outro, what are we gonna get? I wonder the music also, but. Yeah. What are we gonna get at the end of this outro? Remember we said there's always a line at the end of each episode? Yeah. That's the full 30 seconds of the refreshments. Yeah, we're gonna give it to you guys because we didn't give it to you yet. So, you deserve it. Shredding the E major. Here it is, here it is. Oh, I thought it was the... Where, where is it? Oh, it didn't play it. it was I supposed thought to it was be, the You Don't Know Me. You Don't Know Me, but I Know Where You Live. It does it in the Hulu one, but it didn't do it on the, the DVD version. Oh, that's weird, man. I know, it, I, I it was might like waiting be a, for it. It might be a remastered thing. Yeah, that's disappointing. That really is. I, I thought, you know... Yeah, yeah, because he did that like right before. But it's usually like Bill Dotrieve that they usually throw a lot at the end of these. Yeah, a lot of them are like sad Bill. Well, yeah, it usually is sad Bill. You know, dude, Bill playing like his wife that one episode. We'll get to that later. Oh God, that's such a creepy episode. God, all right. So that's our outro. How you like the refreshments riff, man? They do that second solo at the yeah. outro that's totally different it's so yeah, good that, that's all diatonic E major yeah yeah so uh, speculations on what guitar tone they use we need to look that up 
that I, that's what I want to look up. It's, yeah, it's such a great tone too. Yeah, Mike Judge always had a um, love for music. Being what the was MTV that refreshment guy. song? I, there was another song they had. It was like the one where they were like down in like Mexico or something, and um, it had a great guitar solo. And I remember that. And I remember because like in the vid- beginning of the, of the guitar solo, he would slam on the uh, banditos, maybe. I don't know. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Yeah, why you do that? Uh, I think, honestly, that is the neck pickup of a Telecaster. Because it's got... It's either that or it's both pickups. Um, In the video, he has a Les Paul. Yeah, that's what I said. In that solo on the outro is going to be a neck pickup on the Les Paul because you got kind of that um that humbucker oh, click. I remember the song now. I can't remember what the guitar solo is. It, it's very percussive because of that but that's that's kind of what i was talking about you got it queued up there jay well i got this whole song it's not the king of the hill song it's the other song i was thinking of yeah what's the name of that track banditos 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 yeah all right i'm just gonna play a little bit Those pre courses, man, yeah. It's so good. such a good song and that's uh that almost sounded like coronas and you know kind yeah. of uh that whole it wasn't exactly pop punk but well there was an era in the mid 90s where everything was cool about mexico it was like it, that came out santa Maria came out around the same time weezer mexican fender yeah yeah um there was a specific term for this because it wasn't grunge it wasn't alternative it was called buzz rock yep buzz rock and that's the term. And you had uh, bands like, um, uh, uh, God, it just left my brain. Um, <laughs> the people that do Two Princes. Uh, spin uh, Doctors. Spin Doctors, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. That was that era. Uh, four Non Blondes. Um, um, stuff like Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. Like, it was called Buzz Rock. And Chumbawamba. I, Chumbawamba was a little bit on the dance side of that, in my opinion. But, yeah. yeah. B- Buzz Rock was... 1995 to 1997. Oh, it was very short fast, window. Fastball? Fastball, yeah. It was a Everclear? very short window. Everclear is definitely buzz rock, not yeah. alternative, but they get played as alternative Yeah, and well, not I mean, grunge. Yeah, they, they got to fit everything in their one label. Yeah. But it was like a fun era. I, I think we might play some music every once in a while. If we finish these episodes before an hour, we're going to play you a song or something. Yeah, Square Peg is a tough episode to get through. I mean... Not saying it's a skippable one, but we're going to have to rate this one. So uh, I rated the last one first, so I'm going to throw you under the bus <laughs> this time, Joe. All right. Um, so it was nominated for an Emmy. Uh, that being said, it wasn't like a really fun episode, 
but it did have a couple good quotable lines that I really I stick with like the I know who you are but you don't or you don't know me but I know where you live I use that one a lot so like <laughs> it's fun um I'd probably go somewhere in like a B minus range for this episode though because it's not one that I'm gonna rewatch a whole bunch it's not terrible it's a good episode it does have the good quotes but it's just not one of my favorites. For me, I would have to go more in the B plus side, almost to A. I would say A for story, but B plus for this is one of the ones I would play in the background if I'm yeah, like you know vacuuming the living room <laughs> or something <laughs> or treadmilling or treadmilling like I've been doing to watch the series. But you know, like um, it has its fun moments where you know the bag full of no nos and one of them goes off. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> Because it doesn't show what it is, but as an adult, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what was she preparing for? <laughs> right? Yeah. Preparing so, for anything, I guess. I don't, yeah, well, I don't know if you got the whole banana and paper bag stuff, like, when you were in junior high or middle school for this same <laughs> class. Yeah. But it was awkward um, as a teen sitting through it, and I think that's why I'm giving it the P- B+, plus because that's what you needed to have in order to pass the class. <laughs> there you go. So you didn't have to sit through it again. And I think they, if I remember this right, in school they gave it. You had to have a high passing rating, or you'd have to retake it. Yeah. So that's the reason why I'm saying B plus. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's a good rating. Um, on the next episode, we'll talk about. Uh, is the next episode Order of the Straight Arrow? Right. Yes. Yeah. We Matanye. Yeah, we Matanye. Yeah. Yeah, we go you know, do some snipe hunting. Yeah, and I love when you say the word sacred. <laughs> yeah, sacred. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're playing more into John Redcorn and that, that character. But uh, yeah. you get to see some expanded uh, extras where the uh, main characters are playing more extras and that kind of thing in the next episode. So that's really helping the character development. Yeah, uh, we also three. find out Peggy's dark secret. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not her playing Boggle. No, no, no. <laughs> No, we're that not, episode is coming. Yeah, we're not going to give it away. You could probably look at the titles on Hulu if you want to cheat or whatever. But I think we're what we're going to have to do on some of these outros is we're going to have to give some space for room to grow and maybe room to help us support this podcast as well. Yeah. And we need some supporters. So maybe if you want to be the first, we'll make some space for that. I don't know. But there's a Facebook group that we have started called the Texas State Boggle Champs. So we're trying to make sure that it's full of memes and fun. That yep. you guys can do. I tried creating a couple of polls, like who would win in like a arm wrestling, would it, <laughs> <laughs> or something stupid in there. Who's your favorite character? You know, just some basic things. But we want that group to be as yeah. interactive as possible. So you need to go join that. If you're on, if you're listening to this podcast and you can hear my voice, you need to be on that Facebook group. Hundred percent. Yep. Joe, you got anything to end with? Well, I you know can only end this one way, really. <laughs>